0: podcast time boy what's up welcome back it's podcast time time for another episode of Fridays with Vinny. and uh, honestly guys i gotta say I'm, I'm i'm getting a little i'm getting a little tired of being sick this year i am getting tired of it last week I- i'll be honest i could have recorded an episode i've done it when i've had like a cold before but i knew that like by the end of it my throat would hurt, my voice would be so dry, everything would, everything would, I would, I would have to stop and cough probably halfway through, which is so annoying. It's so gosh dang annoying. Even now, even now, it's been two weeks, two weeks of this, two full weeks, and I still, am a little bit stuffy. It's so goddamn annoying. Alright, inner peace, inner peace, everybody. Welcome to Friday's Thing. It's another episode. We're back again, we're back again, hopefully now for good, but I wouldn't count on it. I wouldn't count on it the way this year's been, but uh I don't know, I think I'm optimistic because the weather's taking a turn for the better. I mean, next week there's going to be a couple like you know coldish days, maybe a little bit of snow on Tuesday. but aside, but I, even so, you know, it's like it's it feels it I, I think we're getting over it, you know, we're getting over winter, winter's about over we're We're almost into April. It's almost April. And, you know, here, here, out where, out here where I live, doesn't necessarily mean anything. Because, you know, freaking, uh, freaking, you know, I got all, I got, um, you know, we got like 90% of our year is winter. Uh, We actually have, I mean, last year we had a decent summer. I don't know what we'll have this year. I think it'll be nice because really it's been a mild winter. And uh, out here like a really hot summer it you know maybe we'll get into the 90s but not that much higher so I'm, I'm I'm optimistic about this year I'm I'm optimistic about getting stuff done I've already got a lot of work done on my garage I've got a lot of work done I've already started on the yard you know I, I, I feel like I'm gonna be able to you know <clears throat> make some good progress on everything and of course I have so much I have just so much to do guys I've got a freaking I've got so much work to do in regards to like getting going back to school at the end of the year or not even at the end of the year, August. That gives me more, very much, April, May, June, July, August. Five months. Five months starting now. Starting now. Basically four. Once you, once you take into account, you know that we're, uh, we're already past the middle of March. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just so. Uh, I'm just. I'm. I just. I'm, I don't know. I'm a little. I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you guys. I got. I got a lot to do. Got a lot of junk to do. Hold on for a second. I'm going to pause the podcast. And we're back. We're back to the pod. All right. Sorry about that, guys. I just, um, I got a package delivered, which required me to sign for it. Essentially, I, uh, <coughs> I signed up for this wine club, which delivers like, they say six bottles a month. I'll be honest. That's way too much for me. I thought about like every other month, but even that, I think it's too much. I think I need like every third month. But fortunately, it's pretty easy to, you know, postpone your next delivery. So I'm just going to keep doing that. And, uh, yeah, it's supposed to match you with wines you like. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'm not much of a wine person, but I want to I wanna try more, I want to try more, you know, unique flavors. I'm trying to get to where I like cheese. I, when I grew up, I hate cheese. Now, I like mozzarella and some... Um, I believe it's called Brie Cheese. Some of those are really nice. Or like Goat Cheese is really good. There's a lot of good cheeses that I like. I just, I think that I just, I don't know. I don't have a very, um, or at least I didn't used to have a very diverse palette of things that I liked. I think I'm getting better as I get older. And I, I hope that I continue to get better. As I mentioned last podcast, I uh, I was inspired to try to level up my cooking. um, And this is just kind of an extension of that. Uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do a wine tasting segment on the podcast. That'd be fun. I actually wanted to start doing a, a segment where I recommend a recipe. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if I uh, I don't I don't know if that'd be interesting. I guess you guys let me know. Let me know in the comments. Is that interesting? Would it be interesting if I was like, here's a new recipe I tried recently, and here's what I thought of it, and here, you know, here's here's what I would do differently next time. You know, something like that. Something like that would be cool. Or maybe I'll just tell you guys what I'm having for dinner. I don't even know what I'm having to dinner tonight. I don't really uh I don't really operate like that, you know? I don't uh I don't plan ahead that much usually. Usually the way it goes is I will uh I'll I'll be all like, um (coughs) excuse me, goodness. I'll just uh I'll be like, Oh, uh frickin' need to cook food Around 4.30, you know, I'll look in the fridge and be like, let's see what we got here. We got some vegetable, we got some junk, blah, blah, blah. Ah, here's what I can do. And then I throw something together. That's just how I roll. But uh, every now and then I'll be inspired to do like a, like um, yesterday for St. Patrick's Day, I made a uh, shepherd's pie for the first time. It wasn't like the recipe to the teeth that I followed. Instead of uh, peas, I used, uh, I, I just used um, <coughs> some frozen green beans I had and i didn't have any frozen carrots so i just cut up some carrots and i steamed them and then i put them inside the, the uh meat mixer and then uh it said to like one of the things i did differently i used smaller potatoes you know those teeny tiny potatoes not the really small ones like the new potatoes but like the uh they were just smaller russet potatoes if i remember correctly um and so instead of peeling them i just cut them into quarters i boiled them and then I uh, m- like I lightly mashed them. I mashed them where there was still like a bit of like you know some solid pieces still in there, not like your grandma's mashed potatoes. Um, and it turned out really good. It was just it, it turned out really nice. I don't know. It's like a a nice easy meal. Not much, you know. Most of it involves the 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 um, the cooking, putting it together in like a casserole kind of thingy. But all things considered, I thought it was, I thought it turned out really well for my first one. And uh yeah, it was it was a it was a fun time. Um one thing I would like to say, I know this I know this podcast has uh has a pretty diverse audience, and most of you are not interested in uh some of this junk. But uh can I just say Guinness is not a great beer? I don't understand why everyone is so obsessed with it. I mean it's good. It's good, don't get me wrong. Like if I go to a restaurant, I might order one if they have one. Cause like, I don't know, it there's a it's it's good. But like they, uh, they usually, like, the one that I'm kind of okay with is, like, these, that is when they're canned, because then they release the nitrogen, but even then, it's like, eh, it's just, mm, I don't know, I don't know, I guess I like my beers to be bubbly. There's gotta be bubbles, we gotta have bubbles, if there's no bubbles, oh, well, what are you even doing, what are you even doing? But, like, I don't know, like, last night I had one for St. Paddy's Day, because, you know, culture appropriation is fun for the full family, uh, <laughs> Nothing like making fun of a making making light making fun of a group that has been uh, has been abused throughout history by several different nations, um, and has gone through great hardships, and so we give them a holiday and name it after somebody who isn't even fucking Irish. (laughs) Well done, America! You did it again! You did it again! You did it again! To be fair, I don't even know if that was an American holiday. It might have been. You know, it might have been somebody else. Maybe a different white guy did it. Not all, bad, not all bad white guys are American. Some of them are something else. Um, anyway. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. That's what's been up with me, guys. I've just been, I've just been having all kinds of swinging moods back and forth. I'm feeling good right now. Right now, I'm good. Because we're having a nice day. It's a nice, nice, nice day as far as the weather goes. It feels good, man. Feels good. Feels good um, oh, excuse me, still stuffy as well, which is not fun, but, uh, uh, what do you, what do you do, what do you do, what do you do, the other thing is, uh, this is a, this is a, this is a thing which, um, I don't know, I, uh, I, I, I realize that I don't typically talk about world news on this podcast, um, but I feel weird that I haven't even mentioned Russia and Ukraine. Cause I remember back when that was just a rumor. I was I was kind of skeptical Russia was even gonna invade them, which I'll admit it. I was wrong. I was wrong. I underestimated. I underestimated Vladimir Putin. More like Vladimir pooping. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, kind of kind of brings up a thing, right? Is like, cause I keep saying like on Twitter, people being like, hey, these are people's lives. that are in danger you know they're in ukraine these people don't have a choice to be in this situation and you all are making jokes and and i get it i get it right like there is a certain degree to where you know you don't want to joke about you know a bad thing that's happening i mean we still (laughs) it took forever to make i mean of course then again i don't know like how long did it take for people to start making jokes about 9-11 you know like for most of society quite a while but for like people that use comedy to cope with things a lot not very long i think that's something a lot of people don't realize is that yeah yeah this isn't necessarily our fight but it is like there is a certain degree to where um you know to where we are involved there is you know i mean you know it's just rumors at this point but it was just rumors that they were going to invade Ukraine, and so it's just like, well, what if, uh, what if Mr. Mr. Putin decides that he's going to use nuclear weapons? You know, is this going to be World War Three? Is this going to be, you know, the end of the world? <laughs> and you know, and even 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 outside of that, you know, how is this going to affect the world economy afterwards? How is this going to affect our day to day life that we're just trying to struggle through? You know. Like yeah, our lives probably are not in danger. We are very lucky here, uh, but that doesn't take away the, some of the anxieties of like what could happen, you know. Because when you're constantly involved in news and everything, so I think a lot of people. I, whenever somebody gets upset about things like oh, you shouldn't joke about this or that, I can't help but think that that person had a pretty easy life. Because I don't, I like, I couldn't, I couldn't cope with a lot of this stuff if it weren't for having comedy, you know. Like, that's, I need that. I need, I need that to uh, to get through. And, uh, you know, I also need to get attention for myself. That's the other reason I, <laughs> I've noticed that things to be, like, the main thing that people use comedy for. They're either trying to get attention or they're trying to, uh, they're trying to freaking cope with something. But yeah, anyway, that's that's just my freaking feelings on, like, comedy, all in tragedy. You know? I mean, everyone's got a million opinions on comedy. A million different ones. I don't I don't always like these guys who are just like, Comedy is meant to be offensive. And it's like, no, not necessarily. Freaking, you know, most comedy I listen to doesn't offend me constantly. I'm okay with it offending me every now and then. Because it, it makes me think about things differently. But I completely understand if somebody doesn't want to, uh, you know, listen to comedian... Uh, that's constantly bashing something they like But, uh, you know I mean, that's why That's why I freaking prefer, you know Atheist comedians like uh, Tim Minchin Over comedians like Ricky Gervais Because Ricky Gervais is just a dick about it Whereas Tim Minchin uh, As he's said He's only interested in criticizing religion Where it uh, crosses the line um, From something that, you know Helps you cope with your life Something that is part of your life to something to, to where it, it crosses the bridge into bigotry and everyone's i'm sure i'm sure we can all argue about where that freaking line is um i hopefully we can all agree that the god hates fags crowd <laughs> has definitely crossed the line um but yeah i mean freaking we can argue about where that line is for forever or uh or I can just make a joke about it, and we can all chuckle a little bit, even you know, and be like, <laughs> "It's kind of funny," you know. It uh, I, you know, that's the thing, right? I get it, I get it, I get it. It's it's a major part of your life. It's something you really hold tight to. Um, and yeah. Anyway, moving on, moving on. I actually, <laughs> I have stuff written down I've wanted to talk to for the last three weeks. Uh, so as I mentioned uh, last episode. I had a stomach flu, which was terrible, but I used it as an opportunity to finally freaking watch Free Guy on Disney Plus, and uh honestly, I I hate saying this because, you know, freaking I, a lot of people a lot of people really like the film, and I get that, but I just did not like it. I didn't I didn't enjoy it. I didn't. I think I think the thing is here's the weird thing, um. Looking back. I can't think of any... You know how some films, you think of like a joke that was in the film. You're like, oh, that's so funny. Oh, remember when Doofy Schmertz said this is Paris where there is birth? That was hilarious. You know, jokes like... I can't think of a... I can't remember a single joke from the film. I can barely remember lines from the film. There were a couple like things which were legitimately funny. But like nothing that was like amazingly funny and that's so that's so weird because you know Ryan Reynolds is a funny guy but most of the humor in the film was just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds and I don't know I don't know I think that uh it shows it shows how just because someone's an amazing actor you know or a funny person uh it's not always gonna come across as a good movie and I I'm trying to think what I because that's the thing right I don't want to just say I don't want to just say, oh, it was terrible and then, you know, not give a reason why. But I also I also feel bad tearing tearing something down without, you know, because maybe it just wasn't for me. You know, that's a possibility that happens a lot, you know, or maybe I just don't understand it yet. I mean, there were there were aspects to it that I uh, that I kind of enjoyed, you know, the whole concept of like, you know, it's 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 fun to think about, like, you know, where I, AI crosses into uh you know, crosses into sentience. That's really interesting. That's, that's something I'm really interested in. But, I don't know. I guess I'm more interested in it on the academic side rather than, like, this kind of sci-fi theoretical. But, I mean, I'm interested in that, too. So, I don't know. I'm trying to think what it even was about the film that I, that I didn't enjoy that much. I think it was just mediocre. Maybe that was it. Because I've watched so many great films in the past two years ever since I started going back and watching the classics. And, uh... Yeah, like I mean, you you guys you guys have listened to the podcast. You know how I feel about some of these old films that are like, "It's fucking incredible! It's such a good movie." Um. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh. It's 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 um. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I just haven't thought about it enough. I'm sure I'll I could just watch an essay and someone would be like, "Oh yeah, that makes total sense." Same thing that I did with uh, freaking. Uh, what was that movie? Uh, the one Disney one that came out with the roly-poly and the lady and the dragon? Raya. Raya and the Last Dragon. Or something. Raya the Last Dragon? I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking remember. Anyway, it sucked. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And I watched this essay from this guy, who I ought to look up, because uh, I ought to recommend his channel, because it's really good. But he essentially compared, like, the lessons the lesson of the day. You see, what we have learned applies to our lives today. Um, God has a lot to say in his book. Um, Oh yeah, this was Shafrila's production. He did a video, Raya vs. Encanto, how one message failed and another succeeded. I definitely recommend checking out this that video because it was really good and it made me realize uh, why I didn't like Raya. <laughs> I mean, I could have, maybe I, I, I'm sure if I th- just sat down and thought about it, I could have figured it out, but, um, I don't know, at a certain point, at a certain point, you know, you kind of wonder, like, <laughs> I, I, maybe I'm just getting to the age where I just, I don't want to overthink every single thing that I put in my brain, you know, at some point, I just want to be like, I like that, I didn't like that, but at the same time, I, I don't know, part of it is, like, recently, this, uh, Discord server I'm on, uh, the, the folks there, We're talking about the SGU, Skeptics Guide to the Universe. And they had some, uh, they had some choice things to say about it. Essentially, they were saying, oh, uh, Kara just can't carry it for me anymore. Uh, you know, I did, I didn't enjoy it because it was just like all of them sucking up to Elon Musk. And I was just like, well, that's not very, uh, I don't feel, I didn't, it didn't feel like, uh, you know, it didn't feel like valid criticism, if that makes sense, you know? It felt like, uh, because I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't feel like they were, uh, they were always sucking up to elon musk um but at the same time like i i did see where they at was more i thought about it more i kind of did see where they were coming from i don't know here's the deal right is that so often that kind of thought process makes me nervous because you know it's like are you gonna burn every bridge to every would-be ally just because they aren't quite aligned with you at this you know where they are you know, maybe that's a thing. Some people are operating with different information. Some people have different priorities. Clearly, you know, uh, the, the Novella brothers, um, you, clearly they're more prior, they're, their priority is more about the invas- advancement of science, which is what I'm interested in. You know, what, what I find Elon's work fascinating is not anything Elon himself does, because he doesn't do anything. <laughs> He's just the guy with the bag of money Who inherited the company and a bunch of money from his father? And yeah, he's probably a decent engineer, but I don't. That's the thing. He wastes so much of his time with these stupid ideas. (gasps) I want to make a flamethrower. Can I make a flamethrower? I don't. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to invest in public transportation. I want to make a tunnel. Guys, can we build a tunnel? I have the money. Can I build a tunnel for the cars? I can make the cars go 200 miles an hour in the tunnel. It's like, you know, we we built like underground trains. No, I don't want to make a train. Like, you know how Elon Elon Musk could afford to like build a system through the whole US of like using the same technology like Japanese trains, those little floating ones with magnets use. Think about how great that would be. You could go from, you know, you could, you could, you could not have to buy a plane ticket every time. That'd be so much cheaper just to get on a train and maybe a little bit longer. But as fast as those trains move, it'd be way better than driving. And, you know, or you don't know, have public transport in, in these big cities. Actually have that going on. Think of how much better that would be. You know? Instead, we have this car-dependent infrastructure. So when bad gas goes up, everyone freaks out. Because i got to have gas in my car to get to work. Uh, it, it makes me, it makes me so frustrated because it's we're so far behind when it comes to like public transportation. You know, you look at these other countries, and I get it. They're smaller. You know, they have less to worry about. But that's why you start at the big cities and get something good going on. But even that has been so slow and so frustrating because, like, freaking, you don't need cars for everyone. Not everyone needs those big old four seater cars with one person in it just to get to work. Oh, you know, there's there's such a good argument you can make for having a good system of public transportation, but no, no, let's take all this money, let's build a fucking tunnel in the ground, and put cars in it. Fucking. Okay, sorry. This was supposed I was supposed to get mad at this person for criticizing SDU, and now I'm, now I'm doing the same thing. And that's the thing, right? Is like, any time that like someone someone hates something that I like. I always had this knee-jerk reaction, was like, well, fuck you. It's like when Joe the other day said he didn't like Encanto. It was like, oh, well, fuck you then. (laughs) Fucking asshole. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Bad thing is there's there's a more than 0% chance that that Joe is listening right now, in which case maybe he's having that same knee-jerk reaction of like, well, you like it because you're stupid honestly like I need to do a video on it I need to just do a video on Encanto because I've watched it so many times and I love the film I love the film so much and I don't know I don't know maybe if I do a video on it then I can just I can get that out of my brain and be like this is why I loved it it's a good fucking movie but uh, you know and that's the thing right I I'm just I'm just I'm just sick of that plugged in style of review where you uh, criticize a movie based on its uh, content rather than how it told the story and it's the same thing as this a turning red thing. Some of those animation bros are just like, Oh, I don't like the animation style. Oh, why is this movie talk about periods? I don't want really think about periods. And it's like, yeah, no wonder your punctuation is so bad. Oh, stop. Got you. All these men never want to use periods. <laughs> I just use apostrophes. I use a comma. It looks kind of the same. But then I don't have to think about periods? <laughs> uh, I'm glad somebody... This, I'm glad this podcast makes somebody laugh, you know? It's almost exclusively me. But, y- y- you know, you know. At least that's going on. But I don't know. I don't know. Like I keep saying, that's what frustrates me about the, these young kids on Twitter is that I I, I keep being afraid that they're just... Uh, they, they don't get it, you know, what if they do? they don't get it? What if they what if they're just constantly uh, pushing back on a society that could go along with them if they just held out a little a little bit of grace? But then again, then again, maybe that maybe that process has just been already explored, you know what I mean? It's about like people saying that that you know, oh, you know uh, segregation we got rid of because of peaceful protests. It's like no. No, we got rid of it because a lot of people decided they had enough, and they were gonna be loud until people paid attention to them. Because you think you think these you think these uh, congressmen you think they cared all you think they cared. You know how you know how what you think these guys don't do anything. Now you think it was any different back then, and so you gotta be loud. You gotta be loud. And uh, yeah, if freaking there's a good video essay, if you want to learn more about it, called The Whitewashing of uh, Martin Luther King Jr. It's from uh, some more news, if I remember correctly, the name of it. Check that out if you want. I'm not going to get into it because I don't I don't want to I don't want to freaking I don't want to freaking lecture you guys right now. I don't even know where half of you stand on the issue, you know, for all I know, you're just going to be agreeing with me the whole time, in which case I'm just wasting my time no need to waste your time no need to waste your time on this instead let's get to mail time mail time mail time mail time hi Vinny it's Gwen she again I appreciate you giving me the pronoun cuz I was assuming it for forever I felt like I was being a little bit hypocritical Uh, so thank you all of y'all if you wanna include your pronouns with your emails uh, it helps Vinny out it helps Vinny out Especially if he doesn't recognize the name. Uh, it's a very cool name. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want it now. <laughs> okay. It's now it's Fridays with Gwen. <laughs> All right. I just caught the podcast and heard your thoughts on the Turnstile album I recommended. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to it. just wanted to add my thoughts on the album and the contrast in how we critique music. In the video, you said you enjoyed the album but had a few reservations regarding the writing style, and mentioned a few artists you prefer when lis- discussing lyrical theming, i.e., exploring personal growth, life stories, love, etc. Those mostly consist of singer songwriters, which are very reasonable considering it's a genre you prefer, and it's totally understandable if hardcore punk didn't click right away. Uh, but I can't help but feel comparing those genres is a little counterproductive to understanding what the album was trying to accomplish. To put it mildly, punk music has a long history of expressing dissatisfaction. Dissatisfaction in politics, how we govern ourselves and the people around us, I find it to be an interesting stylistic groundwork. The punk aspects being very loud and carrying a lot of energy feels at ends with the sleepy dream pop lingering in the background, only popping in the forefront every so often, but in a way they really aren't that different. Dream and bedroom pop, as genres, are very popular with artists self-producing their art outside the studio system. So in a way, the combination is two forms of rebellion joining into one. Punk's visceral fuck you attitude and dream pop's gleeful I'll do it myself, I can do it on my own sentiment. And the fact that both are blended so seamlessly is evidence of the excellent production. You are correct in saying the writing in the album might not be that deep, but glow-ons, recurring lyrics about loneliness, depression, and visions of experiencing death carry a certain emotional weight. Especially when the dark views subside and glimmers of happiness creep in. Similarly to the floaty dream synth when it becomes more prominent from time to time. I often find the composition of an album is almost as revealing as the words that are sung and it's up to the listener to view an artist's work on their terms of what they were trying to accomplish and whether they accomplished those goals. Ultimately, there are so many factors I like to consider in viewing an album. Like if the work is derivative or cliche or contains weak lyrics or it feels clunky or their production choices weren't enjoyable or maybe I need to become more familiar with the work before I feel I have complete opinion on it, but Glowin hits all the marks for me and evolves its sound for a consistently great listening experience, and I love it. Anyway, that's my. Dietra vibe about music criticism. It was way longer than I expected. Sorry about that. I won't go on this hard again, I promise. Anyway, if you want another recommendation, I'm a big fan of this LP by Dan Deacon, Mystic Familia. It's an incredibly lush and beautiful project featuring some huge synth backing tracks that soar over a variety of glistening performances, deeply atmospheric, and very dense. Dense. Thanks again for taking recommendations and indulging in my pretentious emails. Well, shucks. You know what? You know what? I appreciate I appreciate this email because goddamn you are you are philosophical about this and and uh, that yeah that's freaking i i'm so bad at like criticizing art like i'm fascinated by it but like i don't know it takes me so long to like wrap my brain around the most basic of concepts and it's it's frustrating you know it's frustrating and you know i uh I probably just need to be a little more patient with myself because it's like there is an art to like, you know, understanding art. And that's why I love like watching video essays on stuff. But like I remember like um here's the one bad thing I dislike about the ox cable segment, which I'm still gonna do. I'm still gonna do the segment because it's introduced me to some great music. Um But yeah, like um freaking the first one I did where we uh we went through that those three albums. One of them was uh The Color Blue by Blue. Um and uh I legitimately enjoy it and like the criticisms I had at first are now the reason why I like that album. Because at first I was like, oh it's weird like the you know the beat kinda of changes and everything, you know, it like kinda of feels jerky with stops and starts. But like the um the people call me blue song, that has so much of a throwback, not only just to old blues, you know, with the uh, with the loop that they choose to use, the sample, the bluesy sample, but also it has a very, um, I guess, '80s rap feel. Is the best I can think of. I mean, it reminds me of like Salt and Pepper, which started in 1989, whatever, or like you know the '80s rap of like um, Run DMC. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It had an old school feel to it. Maybe it's even older than that. I could, I could very well be confusing. My uh, eras of music, but it seemed very old school, and I loved it. It was so good, and so you know that's the thing, right? It takes me a while to fall in love with music that I'm not used to. You know, like I like I mentioned, freaking Ben Folds is my favorite artist, favorite musician now. God, he's so good, but like, ah, uh, it's it's like it it took me it took me forever to even get to the point where I enjoyed his music which is so crazy because i love it now but the reality is it was an it was a new kind of music for me it was very unique and so i had to kind of like draw from what was familiar with it and that's the same thing i tried to do with uh this uh turnstiles oh album yeah i i objectively it's really good it's a really good album it's you know and I r re- that's why I really appreciate your thoughts on it, because yours is so much deeper than mine. I'm just like fucking I mean they yell a lot. I sound like an old man. <laughs> oh god, I, I I you know that's a thing. That's a thing, guys. I am uh you know, i that's why that's why I don't criticize things when I first see them. That's why that's why it I don't have much thoughts on the uh uh, free guy thing because I only saw it once. I haven't taken the time to do a deep dive on all the all the what you know what points they were trying to make, what they were trying to story they were trying to tell. You know, for me, it's just like what well, is a weird cliche about like, you know, uh, freaking oh, a guy stole my stole my work now I gotta get it back. You know, it's a cliche, but maybe that's not the part of the story that's important. Maybe the part of the story that's important is like, you know, creating something. It beautiful is more important than that you get the money for it. You know, creating something amazing in and of itself is the reward. You know, or maybe it's about freaking. You know, maybe the story was supposed to be focusing on um, you know, freaking. Uh, you know how we approach m- life and meaning, you know, and those abstract concepts in our own life, and like you know, hey. Something necessarily doesn't have you know it's real in the moment. So who cares if it's real or not? Whether we're in a simulation or not. Freaking, yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying there's nothing there. I just, I just, you know, it didn't click with me. Maybe that was the problem. Or maybe I legitimately, maybe I'm legitimately making some uh, good critiques, but I haven't taken the time to really think about it. Because I just, I don't, uh, I don't know. There's a certain point where I just don't have the wherewithal uh, for certain Artistic critiques, and I'm sure if I did some good practice, I would get better at it Like, I got better at, you know, criticizing films, but then I stopped for a while, and now I'm just like Uh, I don't know. It's the same as, like, when I watched horror films last, uh, last last October Frickin' I watched that, uh, the original Halloween by John Carpenter And, uh, objectively, that's a well-made film Like, there's so many great artistic choices made but I didn't spot those because instead I was so focused on the content of like, you know, freaking. Oh, oh, where would that guy go? How did, does he have warping capabilities? You know, rather than the uh, how well the camera work was done, and within the within the confines. Ah, I fucking know. I just, you know, it's it's an, it's another thing where like you, I've, you've you gotta you gotta reposition your brain. And so that's why I really ought to watch more things twice. But uh, that's also why I just watch video essays because I can get <laughs> like 20 different watches out of it with like, you know, um, uh, you know, somebody's watches 20 times They make a 20 minute video and then they show everything. And I'm like, whoa, that's really cool. Okay, now I don't have to <laughs> freaking overthink this myself. And objectively, I think I, I think I've gotten better. Like, but like, I remember watching, um, that film, uh, what's the one, um, the, uh, what's that film called? I'm gonna have to look it up now, because I can't remember for the life of me. What it's called, the puppies are barking in the other room, they are not happy, not happy at all. Um... (laughs) Let's, uh, where'd he where go? Where'd go? Where's my pictures? Where's my pictures? Where's my pictures? Shawshank Redemption, Shawshank Redemption. Okay, that was such a good film, and I loved it. But, like, I didn't pick up on, like, the fact that at the, you know, beginning of the film, they had these wider shots when he was first getting into prison. And then ever since then, there's always, like, a, a frame of, like, walls around the camera. You know, it's always very confined until he gets free at the end. And then for the first time in the film, the camera pans out. Or any time, you know, like when they're on the roof. And they're like, I like, he he, he uh, bribes the guy for a thing of beers. And then for a moment he feels free. And so th- then you have a little bit of panning out with the camera. Like there's, so, you know, they're making, it's making a point about like freedom and the feeling of freedom. And losing that freedom, and what that means for the human psyche. But they're doing it with the motherfucking camera angles. How goddamn cool is that? How goddamn cool is that? That's so amazing. But did I catch that? No. But I watched a video essay on the guy, and it was so, it's so neat. These kind of things you miss so much and you miss so much of the work that goes into making a great film. But you know it when it's gone. You know it when there's nothing there. And I think maybe that's it. Maybe that's a thing, right? Was there something in Free Guy? Absolutely. Absolutely there was. But was it as deep as some of these great films? No, you know? And also, it wasn't... It was like a lot of the comedy was, you know, just kind of not there. So, like, you know for an action comedy film, I felt like it shined best with the drama. Does that make sense? I would have preferred just taking either either up the action or up the comedy or, you know, get rid of one or the other. Get rid of one or the other, to at least to a certain extent, and uh, focus more on the drama side because that's where you did a good job at, you know? Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not saying action can't have good drama in there. But typically, I don't know. None of the action scenes blew me away like Kingsman. None of the comedy, you (laughs) know, knocked me off my rocker. Like, uh, what's a good comedy film? I don't know, Monty Python. (laughs) None of it knocked me off my stool the way Monty Python did. And so, because I had so much that I'm comparing it to, I really was not fair when I watched it. Maybe that's the problem. Or maybe it's just fucking boring. Who knows? Anyway, that's mail time. If you got any recommendations for albums, or if you have any thoughts of your own in your little old brain, uh, freaking drop them to contact at vinyheart.com or in the comments. I read those as well. I always appreciate the comments. Anyway, folks. Anyway, folks. Let's, um, before we move on to recommendations... I've got this big old box of wines sitting on my desk. So I'm just gonna open them real quick, just so I can get them out of the way. Get this box out of the way. And uh, also, we'll go through what I got. Next week, I'll tell you if I've tried any of them and if I thought they were good or not. How are you supposed to try wine, right? Like, I assume you're supposed to chill it, because that's where it tastes best, but also, oh, they sell so little cards. Whoa, this is some art stuff going on. Oh, they have like arts for the uh, wines that are included in there. That's kind of cool. It's pretty neat. Okay, it even has like serving temperature recommendations. Oh, that's cool. Full reds, five minutes in the freezer. Medium reds, 30 minutes in the fridge. See, this is what I needed. I couldn't find it online. Ah, oh, there's so much more to wine than like, you know, like liquor or beer. Which, you know, probably is why so many people who are into wine is so goddamn pretentious. Alright, let's see what we got here. There is a California Pinot Noir. Some steel blend. I assume that's the uh, people that make it? Maybe the... I don't know. Anyway, simplicity and repose are the qualities that measure the true value of any work of art. Oh my god. We're getting even more philosophical on here. That one actually looks good. Like I'm looking at the light through it looks very sexy. The peanut noir just sounds cool, you know. Uh, we got a white here. This is a California white blend. Anything but a wallflower. This boisterous white blend shows us true colors. With notes of juicy peach, apricot, and honey. Oh, my God. That sounds good. Sounds great. I'm going to make you guys all drunk. <laughs> You're going to be like, well, goddamn, I didn't know that's what drinking was about. Uh, California 2019 Barbera. Um... A remote lake house, is a secluded cabin in the woods, the ideal hideout provides an escape away from prying eyes. Make your next gateway with getaway with the dark fruity notes of blackberry, jam, and juicy plum. Oh my god, oh, why do all these sound so appetizing? I mean, I know wine, you know, you, there's a lot of like subtle flavors in there, but uh, and they even, they even gave me one of these corkscrews. This is a lot simpler than the other one I have. It's uh, it's like slimmer, which makes it kind of nice. It's kinda cool. It's kinda neat. Kinda neat. Um, what else we got? This is a uh main character Pina on the Wall, California 2019. You'll have to start thinking of yourself as the main character because if you don't, life will continue to pass you by. I mean, I don't know. I don't I'm gonna be honest, guys. This might make me seem kind of like a jerk or whatever. So I apologize. But uh, freaking I don't like this whole Main character syndrome A lot of people seem to have You know what I mean? It's just like You know, you're not the main character You're just a human being And that should be The fact that you have one life Should be enough motivation For you to freaking live it to the fullest You don't need to pretend That you're some hero And that you're gonna save everyone Or do something great just freaking go out and do what you want to do. It doesn't have to change the world. Go live your goddamn life. Anyway, that's my, that's what I write on the back of my wine bottles. Just go freaking live your life all right this is apostate 2021 zinfandel dry Cake valley Sonoma county mm. our apostate wines are an act of celebration renounce the stifling rules of the wine world and revel in the enjoyment of each sip savor the fresh fruity notes of strawberry and rain or cherry in this snowboy style zinfandel indulge your inner hedonist very nice hells yeah hells yeah god damn am i gonna turn into a wino Probably not. I don't think I have that much of a delicate palate for it. But uh, this is a 2020 Sauvignon Blanc, Uh, if that's a white wine, if I remember. Yeah. Um, Majestic Garden Lions, Guardian Lions, sorry, mysteriously appeared near Route 66 in a remote stretch of California's Mojave Desert. No one knows how they got there. In this harsh environment, the lions keep watch over all who seek the desert's cleansing powers. They didn't realize the desert had cleansing powers. I thought the desert freaking killed people. Um, what do we got here? A uh, Petal Press, a wine company, 2021, Rosé. I kind of like a Rosé wine. Let the notes of fresh strawberries, cranberries, lemon zest, and a hint of pressed rose petals take you on an exciting journey. I'm going to use these a lot for cooking, I think. Like, some of these sound, like, amazing to, like, cook steaks with. or Like, make a steak sauce. Rosé makes a great uh, steak sauce wine, or a steak sauce. Um... Colorfast non vintage white blend, California. This is probably the uh, mystery one because it's very simple. But um, bright and lively, the flavors of our colorfast white blend refuse to fade away or wash out. Bright, juicy notes of peach, nectarine, and melon are balanced by a touch of fresh citrus and aromas of floral honeysuckle. Pairs well with colorful, spicy foods like pad thai or Korean barbecue. Wow. Well, that sounds awesome. And that is all eight of the wines that I got. I got a couple extras in this one because I had like 50% off my first order. So I was like, eh, we'll take advantage of it. We'll take advantage of it and get a few extra bottles. And then I won't need to order for three months uh, because I am not a wino. You know, I've discovered something, guys. I I don't care (laughs) to get drunk. (laughs) Not really. You know, one or two drinks is plenty for me. You go beyond that. You go beyond that. And it just stops being fun. And it's all about the freaking hangover i mean yeah you stay you stay freaking uh if you stay uh, hydrated you'll do okay but uh i mean freaking i don't i don't know who wants to go to all the extra work just so that you can be all messed up for a while i don't know i don't know i don't get it i do not get it but anyway what do you do what do you do all right that's enough of this junk, guys. Let's move on to recommendations. Recommendations, recommendations. You don't know what to watch. You don't know what to watch. Yeah, you're gonna need a recommendation. Are you guys ready for this week's recommendations? First off, guys, a freaking Cuphead cartoon came out on Netflix a while ago, not long ago. Freaking, and it's awesome. I love it. The guy who plays the devil is amazing. He's my favorite character. He's so good. He's so good. Some of these voice actors, you like watch the videos of this guy going, and he's like, oh, he's so good. He's so goddamn good. Like, these guys that commit to those roles are so cool. So goddamn cool how they can do that. Because you know me, I'm a shy guy. I'm a shy guy. Um. Yeah, I really enjoyed the cartoon. I thought they did such a good job at recreating the style, given the fact that, you know, (laughs) to recreate the style in the same way that they did on the game would have required years of work, like it did on the game. Gosh. Just look at the animation on Cuphead, like the game. It's so gosh dang complicated and so good, so well. They did a good job. I don't know what else to tell you. What do you want from me? What do you freaking want from me? You want a critique of art? i don't critique art i suck off <laughs> i suck off the ego of artists because i'm so amazed by how goddamn talented they are or i or i decide it's not for me because i can't uh, say that i hate something because i am too empathetic towards the plight of uh, these people that work their asses off oh oh another thing guys our house is coming back in like day or two, and uh, I'm really excited about it, because I love that show, it's really good, and so is Amphibia, and I love that show too. It's gonna be a while before it's on Disney+, Plus and I'm able to watch it. But I'm looking forward to reading all the spoilers, and hating myself for doing it. Alright, next recommendation, freaking uh, Assassin's Creed 2, came out on the Switch, and I, they, it's the, it's the SEO collection, I haven't played any others, but I've really enjoyed Assassin's Creed 2, I don't love Assassin's Creed as a franchise, I've played a Black Flag, as well as Odyssey. And I liked Odyssey for about two, three hours. But once I got to a certain point, I was just like, wait, I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. Why? Why, Assassin's Creed? Why? Why would you do this to me? Don't you know? Don't you know your boy is, Uh, he gets bored fast. I got, I got, I got, you got to change. I don't know. That's the thing, right? Assassin's Creed 2 is simple. It's not that much, you know, but I don't know. It felt like there weren't that many tailing missions, thank God. And, uh, yeah, you were just assassinating people over and over again. Maybe that's a really simple concept for a game. But what do you know? In a game called Assassin's Creed, that's what I want to do. That's what I fucking want to do. I want to go out. I want to have a target. I want to go out and get that target and uh, move on to the next one. You know, freaking that's what Hitman did. And they had so many fun ways to do that. Assassin's Creed could have expanded on this idea. You could have been able to, like, you go with different approaches. You could have had a more open world kind of way to do it. The way, uh, the kind of sandbox way that uh, Hitman did it. I just really liked Hitman, I think. (laughs) I love that series so much. They did such a good job on the reboot, the new trilogy. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's a short game if you just play through it. But, like, there's so much more you can do in the game. And it's so cool and so fun. And I love it so much. And I want to play it more. But also, it takes so long to get through this. It's like, do I really want to play it more? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. All right. Last recommendation of the day, guys. I don't know why I'm talking so fast. I apologize. I just want to get the podcast done so that I can uh, take a pee. Anyway, uh, this album from the Whitlam's. I recommended an album from them a couple weeks ago. But this one is called Love the City. I really like it. It's such... It's a really good album i recommend it Uh, let me let me try to let me try to put it in a way you guys understand all you out there with your artistic minds um their music is really good and i like it (laughs) i don't know what else to say guys i i am a sucker for like these bluesy piano licks combined with like 90s rock it's just i i like it a lot they did such... They're, they're such... And they're not like the best singers in the world. Like, the guy's not the best singer in the world. But I really enjoy his stuff. I really enjoy all their... I mean, it's, it's a group. It's a group project. Hell, I, mean, I don't even know how many guys are in there. Four? Four, it looks like. Anyway, you get the point, guys. The Whitlam's. Love the city. It's a great album. Go listen to it. Go listen to it. Why don't you guys tell me what you think of these ones? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to hurt my feelings. How many times have I been like... It was just not for me when it was a great album. How many times has that happened? And you guys are still here. You guys are still here for me. So at the end of the day, freaking, freaking come on tell me why I'm wrong about something once in a while. Why don't you? Don't be afraid to tell me that I'm wrong about something. That's how I learn. I like to believe I have an open mind, but I can't know that for sure unless people criticize me every single fucking day. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh,. It's called an episode, guys. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, I'll hopefully be back next Friday. More Fridays with Vinny. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary. It's only a few weeks away. Only a few episodes away. It's pretty freaking crazy. And we've missed so many episodes in a year, but whatever. I don't want to record when I'm sick because I want want these episodes to be good. And I need to have more guests on here. Maybe I'll message somebody to be on the one-year anniversary podcast episode anyway anyway guys as always if you have any thoughts questions comments concerns criticism uh, I don't know uh, pickup lines I don't know, I don't know or recommendations for the ox cable uh, you can send them into contact at viniehard.com there's the email address uh, and check out the podcast wherever podcasts are if you want to listen to it on Spotify, That's the easiest way. That's how I listen to it when I listen back and be like, ah, this episode sucked. This episode was okay. This episode was fantastic. All right. Here's to more episode next Friday. Freaking, as always, I love you guys. Love yourselves. And I'll see you next Friday. Have a great weekend and a fabulous week. Bye.